This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. His extraordinary seven-day series entitled Welcome Holy Spirit is one of Pastor Ray's most anointed. So prepare to be overwhelmingly blessed as he takes on the spiritual challenge of explaining the character, holy nature, and role of the often misunderstood third person of the blessed Holy Trinity. We're reminded that after Jesus returned to heaven, it was none other than the Holy Spirit himself whom he sent to earth to personally help each of us every day to fulfill our God-given purpose in this lifetime. Actually living within us, yet also one with the Father and the Son, his promise is never to leave us as he so powerfully ministers as master teacher, lover of pure truth, righteous judge, comforter, and loving counselor. What a comfort it should be to know that, if we allow Him, He will absolutely change us and direct our path. How can we not confidently ask ourselves, how can the Holy Spirit help me today? The Holy Spirit. It's interesting how little we really do know about the Holy Spirit. And if we do know something about the Holy Spirit, quite often we're not really in tune to the the movement, to the leading, to the direction of the Holy Spirit. So what I want to do over the course of this day, maybe next week, maybe the week after, is talk about the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in the earth today. The very first thing that we we need to just nail down and just talk about a little bit, and we'll read these verses in a minute, is that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. We understand, those of us that have been walking in uh, in this way for a while, we're students of the Bible, we understand that God is a three-part being. He's all one but he reveals himself in three distinctly different ways. We understand the Father, the Heavenly Father, the Son, who would be Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Now, they're all coexistent. They've all been there from the... They they exist together. They were there from the beginning together. But they all had different functions and different work. Jesus, teaching us in uh, John's Gospel, chapter 14, he's getting ready to go through the trial with, you know, and be beaten and whipped and crucified and be buried and then rise again. He's coming basically to the end of his ministry and life on this earth and transitioning into the next phase of of ministry and transitioning his people into the next phase of ministry. So he begins to tell them about the Holy Spirit. He says, I go away. It's better that I go away because if I go away, the comforter who I will send from heaven will come and be with you to lead you and to guide you and to help you. So he's beginning to tell and teach his disciples about this third person because the Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is not a vapor. The Holy Spirit is not, you know, doesn't float around with a sheet over him and, you know, eyes cut out. He is the Holy Spirit. He is a distinctly different but absolutely, definitely a person. He is the third person of the Trinity. They were all there from the beginning. They're all co-equal, co-existent. They all are all powerful but they all have distinctly different functions and work that they do. 
Jesus came into this earth, even though he was there from the beginning of the foundation of the world and creation, he was there, always was there, always will be there. He came in the form of man to fulfill a work on this earth in his, in his flesh. But when that work was over, he said, now I'm going to go away and Father is going to send another one just like me in this earth. And he's going to be with you. And he's not only going to be with you, he's going to be in you. This is what's so distinctly different about what we understand and what we believe from our, from our teachings from Christ, from the, from the Lord, is that our God is not just up in heaven somewhere a million miles away who shows up once in a while in our lives. Our God is ever-present. Our God lives within every single believer, every person who calls upon him and has received him as Lord. He lives within that person. So wherever we go, we bring Jesus with us. Let's go to the Word. Let's, let's, let's read it, and then we'll, we'll talk about it some more. So in John's Gospel, chapter 14, um, let's, go and, let's start at verse 12. And Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. Very, very clear. He's already leading them into this teaching about the Holy Spirit. He said, I go away to be with the Father, and because I go away, now you all are going to be able to do greater works in this earth. What is he talking about? He's talking about greater works in mass. Why? Because Jesus, when he walked the earth, even though he was God, he was all God and he was all man. I once had a discussion with a man who was trying to say that Jesus was half God and half man. How can you be half God and half man? That doesn't even make sense. That's a freak. Jesus was all God and all man all at the same time. But while he walked in this earth, he laid down his divinity to take on the form of a man and walk this earth as a human being. Now, he could only minister to one person or one group of people at a time. That's all he could do. So, you know, he could be here, but he couldn't be there. He could be there, but he couldn't be there. He can only be in one place at one time. He says, I go away, and we understand as we read this, because the Holy Spirit's going to come and dwell in each and every one of us as believers. Now, through us, Jesus can be represented all over the world all at the same time and do all kinds of works in a greater magnitude because now his power, his presence is not held up in one human being. It's dispersed among all those who call him Lord and Savior and have received him. Hallelujah. Do you get it? Do you see it? So he said greater, greater things are going to happen because I go to be with the Father. And he says, verse, verse 13, he says, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's the promise of prayer. Now let's go to verse 15. I'm going to read uh, through 18, then we'll jump down. Uh, we'll go 18, 15 through 20. He said, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. And at that day, you will know that I am in the Father and you in me, and I in you. So, 
there are many things that we can learn just from these few verses, and I want to extract a couple of really important thoughts. Number one thought, maybe something that we all know, but I think maybe we, we, we forget or we lose sight of, is that the essence of what Jesus is sharing here is this, the highlight of, of this whole thing, is that the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, was coming to earth to dwell in every believer. In other words, God is not just with us. That would be that, that would mean like if I said, well, Debbie, if we go somewhere, Debbie and I are working together, so, uh, and somebody's looking for Debbie in the office and she's with me, say, he, she's with pastor. She's not in me, she's with me. There's a big difference between being with somebody and in somebody. Right? So he says, he's not going to be with you, but he's going to be in you. So the very, very first thought we, we need to talk about is that these verses teach us that the Holy Spirit came to dwell in the believer. Up to the point that Jesus was here, the Holy Spirit was contained within the Holy of Holies. And only once a year, the priest, that was a temple set up and it had an outer court, an inner court, and then it had the real inner court, the sanctuary, where the presence of God was. And only once a year would the priest go into the presence of God, where the Spirit of God was, to make atonement for the sins of the people, you see. And he had to go through all this purification and do it all right, because if he did it wrong and he went into the presence of God, he would get in big trouble. He'd get booted out, you know. Anything could happen to him. So... So, how many of you remember the story when Jesus died on the cross and it said that there was an earthquake that shook violently and, and it, said that, it said that graves opened up and rocks split? It said at that moment that the curtain that divided the temple and separated the Holy of Holies from the rest said it was rent in two. It, pour, it just ripped apart, signifying that when Jesus died, the Holy Spirit came into the earth. He was released from this one little contained space, and now the Holy Spirit was poured upon all flesh. All who would receive Jesus would now have the Holy Spirit with them. Brother, sister, my dear brother, sister, the Holy Spirit is not only with you, but he is in you. He is in you. Why would we, that's right, why would we as believers ever be afraid to confront darkness? I heard people say this, you know, um, years, you know, you heard people, well, I don't want to go there, there's a lot of evil there. I don't want to go to that place, it's a, it's, a, it's a dark place. My God, why would we be, ever be afraid to go into any dark place or confront any sort of evil when we've got the presence of God that goes with us because he's in us? We shouldn't be afraid uh, see, I don't know about you, but when I go into a dark place, it is lit up with the presence of God. Because wherever I go, God goes with me. Wherever I am, God is there. Wherever there is darkness, the light and the power of God that lives in me dispels and overrides all darkness. But you talk to some believers, they talk as if the devil is more powerful than God. They don't understand. God is not with you today and and leaves you tomorrow. He's not here and then there. He is with you eternally forever. As a matter of fact, he said that he will never leave you. He will be with you forever. He will be with you no matter whether you're good or not so good, whether you hit the mark or miss the mark. Every time you go into sin and sinful activity, do you think the Holy Spirit checks his hat at the door and waits for you out there? He goes right into that place with you. Wherever you go, whatever you do, the Spirit of God goes with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never separate himself from you. Why? Because the Spirit lives in you. Let me give you some verses. Let's, let's, let's get some verses. 
1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16, and Paul writes this. He says, do you not know that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you? In other words, asking the question, have you forgotten that you are the temple of God? The Holy Spirit lives within you. Wherever I go, God goes with me. That's why we should never walk in fear. We should never walk in worry. Why? Because wherever I go, the presence of God is with me. He goes before me. He guards me. He watches me. He stays with me. He never leaves me. Wherever, even if I go into a difficult situation, the Holy Spirit goes with me. I go into a trying situation, the Holy Spirit goes with me. Wherever I go, the Spirit of God and the presence of God is there. And I wish, I, I wish more believers would really rely on the presence of God within them. You see, because often what happens is we, we, we forget, you know, we, we start taking things on ourselves, and we forget that, that God is with us. And all we need to do is to yield to him and trust him. Put our faith in the fact that the Spirit of God is with me. I've, been, I've walked through some difficult days in my life, and I'm sure as you have too, we all, all have. But I'll tell you what, it was the Holy Spirit that guided me through all of those difficult days because I didn't know what to do. And Jesus reveals him. We're going to talk about that. He reveals him as a helper. That's, that's his main function, is to help you and to help me. His work in this earth is to help the believer get through this life so that we can, we can get along, we can prosper, we can, we can uh, live the life that Jesus has won for us. Remember, he said he came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly, but he didn't put the whole responsibility in our lap and say, he said, no, I so much want you to prosper. I so much want you to live the, in the abundance. I so much want you to do well that I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit who will be your helper, who will help you in your life, guiding you, directing you, teaching you, speaking to you, helping you every step of the way so that you can truly come to the fullness of the abundant life that I desire and that I died for so that you could have it. So you see, the Holy Spirit um, will be with us forever because he dwells in us. So let's, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. And he says, or do you not know that your body, she'll put them up on the screen, you can write them down or if you can flip over there that quickly. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Everybody say, in me. In not just with you, not around you, but in you. He said, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. First, first John 4.4, 4, very, very powerful uh, verse. One of my favorite verses, First John 4.4 4 says, greater is he that is in me or in you than he that is in the world. Greater. Everybody say greater. greater. That's why I say you should never be afraid to walk into darkness. You should never be afraid to face off, face off the devil. Why? Because he who is in you is greater than the devil and all his cohorts and anything he can imagine. The power and the anointing and the presence of God in you is greater than anything the devil could ever cook up. What match are you? That's why I say what match are you is, you know, are you for the devil or for the devil for you? The devil cannot win. He cannot because you have the presence of God within you. But you have to have that faith. You have to have that knowledge. You have to understand that. And one of the things, you know, the Bible teaches that people are destroyed from their lack of knowledge. If you don't know, then you can't exercise your rights. If you don't know the Holy Spirit is there, then you're not going to yield to him. You're not going to call upon him. You're not going to rely on him. You're not going to seek him. I don't know about you, but I need the Holy Spirit every single day of my life. Not, not every day, every moment of every day. I need the Holy Spirit's involvement every minute of my life. 
So he says the Holy Spirit is not just going to come and be here. God's not up there and we're down here and the Holy Spirit out. He is actually living within each and every one of us. And as you become uh, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you will, you will feel his presence. You will sense him. I, I sense the Holy Spirit's presence in my life all the time. But even if I didn't feel anything, even if I didn't sense his presence, I still must have the knowledge according to the word of God that he is with me. Because there have been some times when I've been in some dark places when I didn't feel like the Holy Spirit was with me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But I had to go on the knowledge from the word that you are, I may not feel you right now because my emotions are raw, situations are bad, I'm, I'm depressed, I'm hurting, whatever it be, or whatever I'm dealing with. I may not be feeling, see, you, you, you can't go on the feeling. You got to go on faith. You got to go on what the word says. And I get back to the word say, Holy Spirit, I know you're with me. And you will guide me. You will help me. You will be with me. So Jesus, Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. And his number one function, you know, his, his number one purpose for coming, and it could be, you know, we can put it as the umbrella over all the work that he would do, is ultimately to help the believer. So let me, let me read it again. He says here in verse um, 16, says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Now, by the way, that word another is an interesting word because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean another as in different. It means another as in the same. Does everybody understand what I'm talking about? Another as in the same. Similar to Jesus, not Jesus himself, the way we knew him in the earth, but the spirit of Christ, the spirit of Jesus. So he would be another similar, another helper. I've been with you, I'm going away. Now I'm sending another helper. I love that word helper. Now if you read out of the old King James, you know, it uses the word comforter, but the word really is helper. And the new King James, which I'm reading from, uh, defines it properly. It, it does mean helper. And let me give you some definitions of that, of that word and what it means. Right? So the number one function of the Holy Spirit is to help us. Isn't that amazing that you're not alone, that the Holy Spirit's here to help you? People say, I'm all alone. Nobody cares. Well, no, you're wrong. You're not all alone. The Holy Spirit's with you, and he really does care. You know, sometimes we're, we're looking for human connection and human interaction more than we're looking for the Holy Spirit to, to help us. We're looking for human help more than, than divine help that comes from the Holy Spirit. But you ought to walk with him. You ought to talk with him. You ought to converse with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm talking. You need to talk to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Converse with him. I know you're with me. I know you're in me. I know you're here. Help me. Guide me. Direct me. His overall ministry is to teach us. All right. So let's, let's go over this. I mean, to help us. Teaching is one of the things he does, but I want to get to that in a minute. The word helper comes from the Greek word parakletos. That's the Greek word. I think I'm pronouncing it right. And this is what it means to find. It means one call to the side of another to help in any way possible. See, the Holy Spirit will do anything he needs to do to help you through a trying or difficult or hard situation that you may be facing. You may be challenged by something. You may, you may need wisdom. You may need instruction. You may need divine doors to open. Whatever it is, the Holy Spirit is there to help us every step of the way. But you see, one of the things that I learned is the Holy Spirit can't help us if we won't move out of the way and let him help us. Because often we think we can do better and we take matters into our own hands and we try to do things and, and, you know, until we get to the end of ourselves and then we call on God. Wouldn't it be far better to call on God at the beginning and just take it slow and yield to the, to the Spirit of God and let Him guide us and lead us and help us every step of the way? You know, every step of the way. 
So he said one called to the side of another to help in any way possible. Here's another definition. A friend called to help a person who is troubled, distressed, or confused. These are all out of the Bible dictionary. A friend called to help a person who is troubled, distressed, or confused. Well, you know, if, if you're distressed, you're confused, you're in trouble, you call upon the Holy Spirit. He will be there to help you because that is his main function in the earth. That's why Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. Number one thing, to help the believer get along in this life. You're not alone. You have the presence of God with you. You have the power of God with you. You have the anointing of God. Listen, listen, you are anointed for any task at hand. Why? Because God is in you. That's why we can quote that, that verse in Timothy, in, um, Timothy where, where Paul sa says, I can, do, not Timothy, Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? I can do all things, Philippians 1, 6, I can do all things through Christ. Who's, why? Because the Spirit of God lives in me, the Holy Spirit is here to help me, and as I rely on Him, as I seek Him, as I listen to the Holy Spirit, I will start to see the divine help from heaven come to my life to help me through the troubled times, the difficult seasons, the questions. Sometimes it's not even a difficult season. Sometimes you just have to make a decision. Sometimes you need to, you know, make a, a family decision, a business decision. The Holy Spirit will give you the wisdom and the instruction that you need. You know, some, sometimes, I, sometimes I feel that, and I've seen, that the reason why people don't see good results is because you don't like what the Holy Spirit is telling you. You don't want to do what the Spirit says because your mind and your flesh are still getting in the way. So you back up from the Holy Spirit says, do this. You say, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. I want to do this. And you won't do what the Holy Spirit... He's trying to help you. He's trying to get you on the right course. You know, I had to make a lot of changes, you know, when I first got saved. And when I first started this church, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea how to, I just found myself standing in front of a pulpit preaching to people one day and I, and I was called to church and that was it. I didn't, know, I didn't know the first thing about being a pastor. I had a little experience, a couple of years in that, in that role as assistant pastor, but I had no idea what I was walking into. I think it was the mercy of God. He didn't show me what it would be like. <laughs> he just stepped me into it one little baby step at a time until he hooked me and there I was. And there were a few times I wanted to run. Because it's hard, it's difficult. You don't know what it is to be a pastor. You don't, you know, just like I don't know what it is to do what you do, you don't know what it is for what I, for, you know, to do what I do. It's difficult, it's, it's, it's strenuous, it's, it's challenging. I mean, statistics that I've heard, and, and I don't know how true they are, but, you know, I think uh, that nervous breakdowns among pastors ranks as the highest in, in the nation, more among pastors than any other group of people because, you know, well, unfortunately, a lot of those pastors aren't doing it in the strength of the Holy Spirit. They're not doing it in the strength of the anointing of God. They're trying to do it in their own strength. I got to build a church. I got to do that. I don't got to do nothing. All I got to do is listen to the Holy Spirit. He's my helper. He's the one that... He's the one that built this church. Yeah, I just act in accordance to what he told me to do or what I felt led to do. But he, he's the, it was his idea. It was God's idea, not mine. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.